Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Happy New Year, everybody. This show is brought to you by me. So in lieu of advertising dollars, just do me a favor. Tell two friends about me. This is The Birdcast. I'm with the Jeffs. Who are the Jeffs? They are esteemed filmmakers, and I'm lucky enough to have grace me with their presence esteemed you, that's wow. that's a good that's documentary a good. filmmakers would you call yourself um i think sure. i think you have to complete a full documentary and then you get to wear that label yeah. well okay well that's a We're great question right so right. What, what documentary are you guys working on now uh it's a it's a little film we like to call uh i am the machine Ooh, sounds yeah. interesting that's a good crossover because i have you know i have a story like that you do actually yeah um, we may have stole. We may have stolen this whole idea from <laughs> your life. <laughs> so the Jeffs are the guys who did the documentary about me. Surprise! <laughs> I wonder if anyone's really buying into the fucking horseshit intro I gave no, you guys. No, probably not. <clears throat> um. So yeah. So uh, it's awkward talking on a podcast to you guys because I spent so much time intimately with you guys. That's true. A lot of intimate time. But the most, que- <laughs> the biggest question I get asked on Twitter is. Uh, what's going on with the doc? What the hell are those guys doing? Probably yeah. is that's the subtext. Yeah, that, Where, what are those guys fucking doing? Where do those guys go with our money? I'll, let me tell <laughs> you something about America. Campaign. They believe a movie is shot and edited in a weekend. <laughs> that's yeah, a exactly. They definitely they think yeah. they know exactly how much it costs to make, but they think it's shot and edited in a fucking weekend. Because these guys are like, the day after we wrap, they're like, when are we going to get to see the doc? Well, you know what's funny is we put the trailer out too on um, on YouTube and. So um, speaking right now is Jeff Johnson. Jeff Johnson. Jeff, is Johnson, Jeff Johnson is Reform Mormon. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's one of my many labels. Reform Mormon. Um, uh, Mormon Mormon. Um, but uh, we put the trailer up on YouTube, and some of the comments kind of were funny that way as well. There was one comment I remember that said, man, I just thought this thing was never going to happen because I heard about <laughs> it like last year. And I'm like, yeah, it, when we put the trailer up, I mean, I think we had just finished <laughs> Photography, principal photography, that's the technical term for what we're doing. Following you with a camera. Sound grown up. Don't worry. Yes. If to, to, do you say words that people don't understand? Principal photography, uh, we had just wrapped that um, <laughs> maybe a month and a half, two I months think you before you guys that went on hiatus on. shortly yeah, thereafter. We're on hiatus. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was some. You're talking uh, to the mic, Jeff. Uh, there, was some, there was some personal time down. We had, uh, I had a couple of things come up yeah. um, that shut us down for a little bit. It's but, an uh, understatement. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> Otherwise, and that's that's kind of the thing about Kickstarter is Romney we, lost and Jeff Johnson went down for a solid. <laughs> right. I was very depressed. Um, it was it, you know Kickstarter gets the campaign going for the, the production and everybody's aware of the production, but then they're hyper aware that it should be out. Yeah. And it's just uh, it takes a long time. It just takes a lot of personal so, time. Do me a favor. This is this is probably one of the most fascinating projects I've ever been involved with, and I've been in a, I've done a lot of television, but this is the first. Shut up. Priscilla, 
That's the biggest mistake I ever made, <laughs> buying this goddamn dog. <laughs> I said I wanted a beast in my backyard. Now I got it. Some freaking unpredictable monster. There she goes. Who knows? She's probably going after Isla. So, um, so this is probably the most fascinating project I've ever been involved with. And I only say that because uh, this came up at Jeff Hinman's dinner table. Yes. Of me talking about being on the road. And Jeff was like, that's an interesting idea. You should do a documentary now before you well, before you have any notoriety. And you can really see what it's like. It'll be a nice like glimpse back into the past. And I was like... That's well, great. That was yeah. I mean, Jeff and I before you know, about for the eight months prior to that um, had been talking about we wanted to do something. We both love documentaries. We, we both wanted to get uh, something shot and do something like that. And we were looking for a subject. And then uh, yeah, you and Leanne were over, and you actually said that you wanted uh, a document to kind of show your daughters one day. That's exactly what I said. Yeah. I totally fucking forgot about that. Yeah, I yeah. did. I said I wanted a document to show my daughters. Yeah. Wow, when you're gone. All the time, I imagine, you know, you're gone a lot as a father. It's it's probably the idea of being able to someday, and they won't be able to see it right away probably because, I mean, this thing is going to be X-rated probably at the very minimum. Uh, NC-17, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but someday to be able to show them, you know, a little bit about what you were doing when you were gone, you know. Yeah, that, it's and so, and so, and then from that, you then said, like, the next time we had dinner, you were like, if you're serious about this. Yeah, and then at that point, too, it was also, I mean, these things just cost money, and uh, we didn't, we really didn't want to put, I mean, you know, we we have put some of our money into this, but it's, we didn't want to put all the money into it. Yeah. And so we thought, if we could do a, a successful Kickstarter campaign to kind of raise okay. a, the most amount of money that we could to get on the road with you, because that's so now, the biggest expense is be on the road. You, de- you described Kickstarter to me. For those who have donated to the documentary, they know what it's about, but for people who are aspiring to make any kind of describe Kickstarter to anyone that doesn't know what Kickstarter is. Kickstarter is this uh, it's this phenomenal site that ultimately just is a way to fund group fund crowdfunding Crowdfund, is yeah. what I've heard uh, referred to where you can take a project it can be an art project, it can be book uh, if, if you're a band and want to put out a new CD, a filmmaker and you you put your idea out there with a good description with uh, maybe a trailer of the idea that you have, which is what we did. Um, we shot you. We shot some of your friends, uh, some other comedians who knew you. We got a, a, a tease together to tell people what our idea was. You you put it up there and you list levels of um, rewards that people can get. You know, um, you know whether it's a a, a CD, a DVD, uh, sleeping with you one night. Uh, we haven't working out in my man cave. Working out in your man cave. Um, a, a barbecue we threw for the people. We That's had a right. barbecue here. Uh, trying to come up with some things that they can get, and and everybody essentially just. Five, ten, fifty, a hundred dollars at a time uh, helps invest in the film uh, and um, helps us get it made. And, and we we raised what we yeah. gave ourselves a month. Yes, we gave thirty days, and yeah, we raised thirty-two thousand um, dollars. It's uh, remarkable, it's phenomenal. So it's a, I'm telling you when I say this, it's the coolest thing I've been a part of because we own it. We uh, yeah. it is it is it is entirely. I will say entirely your vision because you guys shot it, but it's entirely my vision too because I was there too, and it was real. It's, it's going to be the coolest glimpse and the coolest fucking thing. I don't. I want to talk about a little bit about the documentary because I haven't. I haven't seen any of it, but I, the coolest fucking thing that happened is is this this storm of events that collided right when we started shooting it. Number one was in order to get the funding. Um, I knew very well that uh, that I had just become pr- really good friends with Joe Rogan, and I said I, I would love to talk about it on Joe's talk about the funding on Joe's um, site. You then also came up with the machine shirt, 
which right. has will fund my children's college experience. <laughs> the help. machine shirt I give to Joe. Joe fucking loves. He wears the second he wears it. All of a sudden, funding's complete. Yeah, that yeah. day he puts it on his pocket. And here's the greatest thing about that I will say specifically about Joe Rogan. He is the most selfless dude I've ever met. I called him the day after I did Letterman, and I was like, "I go, man, I gotta thank you because of you. They heard your podcast. They, you know, it, Justin Stengel was a friend of mine before he lobbied for me. But when I went in to do the pre-interview, they had all they did had done was just listen to Rogan's podcast. I'm like, can you tell this story? Can you tell this story? Can you tell this story? Joe was like, you don't have to thank me. I didn't do a fucking thing. I wanted people to listen to my podcast, so I put you on. Yeah. He he is. I would venture to say he's solely responsible for the funding of this documentary. He yeah, deserves I mean, some think, credit somehow. Yeah, I think we um, we were right around, uh, I think, 8,000. And then the T-shirt went live yeah, I think, on Joe Rogan's show, and it went to 16,000 like overnight. And yeah. then the next day, the next day yeah. he wore it for the po- pre-fight. Right, pre- right. And, and it was, I mean, through the roof. So that, that happened. Well, the first great, yeah, that's the first great thing I think that creatively we figured out was we figured out a good design for a shirt that people wanted and then you know joe uh joe has a celebrity there's no when you deal with something like kickstarter if we we if we'd set out to make a film that could have changed the world and cured cancer we could have put our trailer out there but without anybody talking about it raising thirty two thousand dollars still would have been near yeah. impossible having, yeah. having you have the access that you do and the just the sheer like twitter followers well, and I'll stuff s- i will venture to say that i did have some celebrity friends who refused to help who just refused to help and joe selflessly was like why not I want you to be. I want you to make this. I want to see it. That's his whole reason was I want to see it. Yeah, fucking make it. Right. And then and then that happened. And then because of that also happening at the same time, we went out to start shooting. And I think I think I want to say instantaneously, Patrice had a stroke. That yeah, was pretty, it was very close. Yeah, yeah. Patrice had a stroke, and I was in a and I, and I was living very hard at the time. I would say I was two forty five. I was probably in my biggest I've ever been. And and I was drinking a lot, and I think we started the documentary in fucking Amsterdam, yeah. Which, yes. which, yeah. which is like we're talking about fucking <laughs> like a, a a we're talking about Hurricane Sandy right now. Like <laughs> right. the two storms are meeting, and then all of a sudden there's a cannonball in it, and that is the machine story starts becoming popular. I remember I remember the look on your faces. I I, I think it was when I got off stage from Amsterdam. You guys were backstage. We you filmed backstage. And I got on stage, and the first thing. In a Dutch-speaking fucking audience, yeah. when I got on stage, someone yelled, The Machine! Uh, and there was a guy there with a machine shirt on. Yes! Right. And, and you guys are like, can you fucking believe that? Now, we had set out to make a documentary that was completely and totally about what it's like to be on the road with no fame and how rough it is and how lonely it is. And how, and all of a sudden, our first day of shooting, we're in a foreign country and a yeah. guy's wearing my shirt and he's like, The Machine! <laughs> and I was like, wow. That led to... Well, it's been fascinating because as we went along, the, <laughs> you know, I mean, the shirt, the interactions with people buying the shirt after the show, um, the certainly your your time on Rogan's podcast and Rogan's fans at shows, people yelling the machine, that all started to become kind of a subtext of the film as well. Like, it, we certainly didn't set out to have that be part of it, but no. you couldn't avoid it. I mean, it was everywhere you went, people are yelling the machine later. In shows, they're they're calling out like uh, like they're at an Eagles concert looking for Hotel California. Dudes that were on the train with me showed up to the fucking shows. 
Yes. Like, uh, in Russia, from Russia. Yeah, yeah from yeah. the Russian train trip. Yeah, yeah right. we got that. DJ showed up to the fucking show. Yeah. Maybe my great... I don't want to tip the hat too much, right. but I got it somehow. Yeah, fucking, was, he showed up, and it was... I mean, it was just... It was, you know, it culminated into all these crazy events that... That I don't think I don't think we, any of us planned for. It, it definitely kind of took on a life of its own. I, I can tell you the the most surreal moment for me in the, in the in the entire experience so far. And of course, we haven't put the film out, so who knows what happened? Oh, but, when we walked into the hotel room and Zach Galifianakis was trying to suck his own dick. Right, that was weird. <laughs> but no, I, I think that was the, more creepy. But no, I think so. okay, it didn't happen. Didn't happen. Everybody, <laughs> right. no one tweets Zach. Right. Not that Zach reads his Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that fucking Zach's <laughs> tweeting. <laughs> The, um, the the most surreal thing for me still so far is uh, when somebody tweeted a picture of a tattoo that they had gotten oh, on yeah. their arm. Monkey Todd. On their, their... I know you, you don't get a tattoo with some, someone that gets you know a tattoo on your face. You don't know the dude's right, name. Right, on, Monkey Todd. On the inside of his body. A big tattoo the, of the machine the shirt. Machine. The, the profile of Bert. And just, just trying to wrap your head around the fact that if we don't ever do this... We don't ever create that design. Well, I, uh, I, I mean, I go back even further than that. I go back. I was at Long Branch <laughs> Park in upstate New York um, with my mom on a. Uh, don't worry about it. Keep going. It's a podcast. You're allowed to have callers. Hang on. Hello, caller. What's your name? Hey. So we're heading home now. Okay. Well, we'll see you guys in about an hour. Okay, fine. I love you. Bye. It's my sister. Keep going. I should have told her she was on. <laughs> I did that to Tom Segura last week. He got fucking pissed. So, okay, you were saying. I, I just, I, I flat, you know, like Jeff was talking about the, uh, the tattoo. I go back to, um, I, was, I was on a tram with my mom and Julie in Long Branch Park in upstate New York. And I was, we, were, we had a guy that was a, a graphics artist guy that, was, that bailed on us last minute to do this t-shirt design. He screwed us over right in the middle of the Kickstarter campaign. So I was on my iPhone. Getting pictures, collecting pictures from the internet, these Che Guevara pictures and uh, propaganda pictures, Russia propaganda, and like in sending them to Chris Mason, our our, yeah. our, our friend and uh, artist who did the T-shirt. And I just go back to that moment to cut to this Twitter shot, this guy with that right. with that artwork on his arm. I remember and it blows my mind. Who was I with when we first saw it? I think I was with one of you guys. No, you. I think you. I think you might have texted me about it. Yeah, I I, I want to say I was with. I know I was with a comedian because I saw it and they were like, can you fucking believe that? And I was like, I was like, wow, that's really, that's next level shit. That's like giving it, be given, being given cocaine after a show. Like, that's like, holy shit, you've made it type things. Somebody has tattooed their face on your arm. And, <laughs> and it was a, I forget, I wish I could credit the comic who said this, but he goes, the fucking pressure you got to live up to now. I said, what? And he goes, you got to get like, famous. It's like, or this guy's fucked his arm up for life. It's like, it's like, and he it's, was like, he was like, you can never molest a kid. You'll fucking ruin this guy. <laughs> it's like at the, the last line of Saving Private Ryan. It's like, earn this. Earn this. <laughs> <laughs> Monkey Todd. I've run into him since. I've you see, yeah, seen the actual. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in Richmond, Virginia. He's a, Huge Death Squad fan. He is fucking well, Death commitment. Squad blood in, blood out. That is commitment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've shown that to other people when I'm telling about the doc. I'm like, you, I'm like, you're going to see Chris like, Mason's mind. It is. It's uh, It's hard to kind of wrap your head around that. Do you think they got the Chris Mason insignia at the bottom? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> he put that in there. He should sign it. Um, yeah, it, it's... Uh, the, the one of the things that's interesting is, is realizing when we're on the road with you, uh, the fact that this... 
this film is going to get seen. There's an audience for it. There's people who want to see it, which as a documentary filmmaker or, or a wannabe documentary filmmaker, which is all we were at the time, that's a big fear. Is like, can we make a film that people will even bother to watch? Yeah. And so knowing that there are people who are going to watch it, you know, it, 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 that alone is is also a little surreal. There's people who will tweet or make comments on a YouTube that say, when is this coming out? I can't wait to see it. It's, yeah. That feels like a lot of pressure. That feels like a lot to live up to sometimes where yeah, you feel yeah. like, uh, but you know. no, now what is um, I, I'm there's some that I think that people that probably that tweet me about it think that I'm that we have an office space and that yeah. I go to the office space every day. Yeah, so always- I'm always <laughs> hanging out with you guys and I'm like, guys, I'm on the road 48 weeks a year, yeah. so I'm never yeah. fucking home. You guys, you you probably see my you, family more than I do. Jeff. Yeah, that's true. And Jeff Jeff's uh, wife and my wife are, are best friends and our kids are best friends and so they play all the time and and Jeff Johnson. Uh, and we his he brought his kids down here to do kettlebells exercises. Yeah. <laughs> they got to work out with yeah. Bert, so. Jeff Johnson's got all boys. Asshole. And, no, I, got, uh, I got two boys and a girl. No, yeah, all boys. <laughs> One boy's all boys to me. Yeah, I got two girls. I was That's right, right. Piano recital today. Holy shit! So uh, I'll talk about that later. I got a bit prepared. The uh, no, <laughs> no, but this is the the reality of how this the work goes down is like Jeff said it. I think it was like late spring, early summer that we f- finished shooting. Um, it's it's you know it's a lot like painting a room which it's a lot it's so much work goes into prep of of syncing up uh, uh audio of of look of syncing up a and b roll um or a and b camera shots of of organizing of getting all the selects together of finding music finding a musician uh getting a graphic oh, artist on board best fucking do we and, get and that guy what's that the the guy, the guy from the trailer. Fucking yeah, yeah that's yeah, Ivan we, Ives. Ivan Ives, we got Ivan, Ivan Ives. Ives is, awesome. uh, he's doing. He is supposed to be doing a uh, an original, original song. song. For our film, Russian um, hip hop. So, gotta, but I will. It, I'm going to give. A, while we're here, I'm going to give him a plug right now. If you like the trailer, if you have seen the trailer and you like the song in there, go to iTunes. It's called Red Scare. Ivan Ives. Drop a dollar, a dollar twenty nine, or whatever it costs. Yeah, uh, he let us use that um, song, and it's phenomenal. He's such a, a great, great artist. Song that and, song when you hear it. Yeah, like, yeah. P- I, everyone that told me that when you do a podcast, you got to have that fucking song do yeah, your lead cool. in. Wait, do yeah. I own it? Do we own it? No. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, we have the rights for the trailer and for the, the film. right for the trailer and the film because uh, it's actually he actually had unfortunately licensed it to a music company um, before. Yeah. So we instead of getting it for it, a favor, we had to pay for it. He helped us. Okay. He he helped us uh, get it for a good rate, but. Um, but this other, the other song, um, he's uh, he's going to work on just for the film, specifically for the film. So, 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 talk about the the pro- the process of putting this film together because you shot so, shot a dickload of footage. So we got so much footage, and it's you know uh, Jeff and I. Our background has been trailers, uh, movie trailers, and commercials for movies. So we work in very short form. Long form is new to us. So it's 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 a behemoth to undertake this kind of a project. Um, so it's a lot of organization. You know, I work as an editor all day. Jeff just started his own company about a year ago. So about the same he, time as the documentary. He, he's working like crazy. Yeah. So it's, you know, I work, I, I edit 10 hours a day, and I come home four nights a week and edit for another two hours, basically, four nights a week. So that's, you know, it's only one work day, really, of, the, of, of working on the documentary per week. Yeah. Um, so and you want a, it to be good. And that's the other thing. That's the other thing, that, too. It's like I am not going to put out something that I don't feel uh, very strongly about. So... It's uh, it's trying to make it good, exactly. Which the upside of being on Kickstarter is, you mentioned it earlier that um, 
it's going to be our film. We have the freedom. We don't have someone else funding it or telling us how it has to be done. We've or, had options. We've had it. we've had subtle options of people interested in purchasing, yes. it, purchasing yes. and, and, it as a as a reality show. Yeah, and when one one of the things we've liked about doing it our way is that in the end we're going to be able to make the film we want to make. Now the downside of that is if someone were paying for it and producing the film uh, and had a deadline for it, they'd be probably paying us to work on it all day long yeah. every day, and we'd be done sooner. So it's. It's yeah. a trade-off. I mean, I mean I, even in shooting it in Amsterdam, uh, Showtime had an interest in it. Uh, out of the, we had even, we, we literally maybe shot two days. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Showtime was like, so when when do you think we can see a cut of this? Yeah, because we exactly. were shooting that Showtime special. Right. And Gary Garfinkel was uh, who's a fucking great guy. Was like, I mean, I mean, the footage he saw us shooting in Amsterdam yeah. is, yeah. I mean, Hannibal Burris, who's one of my, who's I hate to say one of my favorite comics now because he featured for me once. So it's, hey, I hate to see him leapfrog me like that, but he really <laughs> is. There's a moment where Hannibal gets, uh, I will say, liberally inebriated and believes yeah. that the cameras that are that are following me around are paparazzi yeah. following me around, and he does his best to distract the paparazzi. That it's is... fucking so funny. And I told Hannibal, I go, I will never let you look foolish in this. But there is a, there is a, I, I'm sure the way you cut it together is going to be so fucking hilarious because he was blitzed yeah. it was uh that was a funny moment for me because we we were in amsterdam we'd come out of one of the warm-up shows and everybody was going to head to the whiskey bar warm-up show by the way is is me hannibal kyle canane um i, I want to say russell peters tom rhodes not russell peters not russell tom peters, rhodes um, christina pachinski yeah it's it's um, the it's the live the red light live from amsterdam red light district special and th- th- is this the warm-up show where I b- fucking bombed? No, no, yeah. no. This yeah, was yeah, a show yeah. before. This was at Tumor. Oh, Tumor. Tumor, yeah, yeah. Tumor yeah. show. And, and we were at the Tumor show, and, and we're all standing outside waiting for cabs, and somehow we get split up into two cabs. And, and by this point, uh, Hannibal... They close the bar down at Tumor, and they go, yeah. you guys can hang out. And right. that, was the, that was our first mistake. Right. Because we hung out, and, it, and everyone... And we're in Amsterdam. It was, right. it was, you know, it was, it was a fun, everyone's abroad. Everyone's got a passport in their back pocket. Anything could happen. <laughs> and freaking, we proceed to get blitzed. The group, the lot of us, and then, and then heading to cabs. And, 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 and Hannibal had been so, uh, so friendly and so like, he was great. Easy to be around a lot. Yeah. You yeah. know, really liked being around him. I thought just funny as hell. I thought he was hilarious. And he uh, is really fucking funny. Yeah. I, and I've seen a special sense and, and I think he's uh, really, really funny, but uh, we got split up into two cabs and the rest of you go in the front cab. And I end up in a cab with Hannibal, and I think well, I'm trying to remember who else. Like, there's only three of us. I want to say one other yeah. one other person. It might have been the guy was, from Amsterdam, an Amsterdam comedian. Uh, there was one guy that was kind of hanging around. Pete with Johansson, us. maybe. And he's, no, he's, it wasn't Pete. It was it was I don't remember. It, it's it's irrelevant. But I'm sitting there in the cab, and I was trying to just kind of make conversation with Hannibal at this point because I don't know him very well. Uh, and we're riding, you know, 20 minutes over to the whiskey bar, and and he's really really quiet. I'm like, are you all right? And he's like, uh, you know, maybe you shouldn't bring the cameras into the next place. And I'm like, what's what's going on? He, he's like, maybe you shouldn't, maybe you shouldn't keep following. Him. I think they're trying to get away from you. And I'm like, get away from me. I'm like, we're we're with Bert. And he's like, he's like, just trust me on this. I think they're trying to get away from you. And he he starts clowning. He's like, are you writing a book? Are you? Uh, what is this all about? Why are you asking me all these questions? And he starts getting really intense. And I'm like, oh, this is going south. And uh, so by the end of the ride, he goes, he goes. I think that that other car with everybody else in it went in a different car because they're trying to get away from you because they think you're paparazzi. And I'm like, okay. I just, I just start clam up. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. We get out you're of the car. You're in a car by yourself. I'm in a car, pretty much by myself with Hannibal in a country I don't know. And a guy and, from a different country. And a guy from a different country this I don't know. The only, 
and I'm the people, guy with the camera. The only two people who don't speak English are is, fighting. And this right. is like almost literally day one of shooting. By right. The way. This is, and I, I'm just barely starting to get the feel for the whole thing anyway. It's a little bit of an awkward situation to follow you around with a camera the whole time anyway because you feel a little oh, bit, you know. Yeah. It feels a little voyeuristic and like people aren't always sure they want you around. So you're trying to kind of balance that. And, and he's basically calling me paparazzi here so on the first We're going to the next bar and, uh, and, and everyone's buzz sets in where we're like, where we're, we're very, now everyone's buzzed. And we order three glasses of wine. I'll never forget this. We order three glasses of wine. And I tell Hannibal, he, he didn't have one because I didn't order him one. It was me, I, I think Aaron, who books the improv, Christina Pajinsky, and Hannibal's at a table. And you guys are filming from afar now, and like paparazzi. <laughs> right. And Hannibal keeps going, they're watching us, they're watching <laughs> us. And I'm, I've got a mic on. I'm like, I know, I know. I'm paying them to watch us, Hannibal. Right, right. And, and he goes, he goes, well, we got to get rid of these. And he pounds all three glasses of wine. And I go, and I go, all right, we got to get him home. And so, and so, so I, we walk, we, I, I tell you guys, I go, do not film Hannibal fucking hammered. Yeah. Like, and you guys are like, totally cool. He's a nice guy. We don't want him to look at all foolish. And, and there's, I don't guarantee you anytime that this is shown, anything that is going to be is either fucking hilarious or not fool. Like, it's going right. to be great. So we go to walk Hannibal home and we're walking Hannibal home that night and we run into Tom Rhodes and we're, and we're like, Tom, can you take him from here? And he goes, yeah. And then he puts his arm around him. Hannibal, he says to Hannibal, where are you going? And Hannibal goes, out. And Tom goes, me too. And they take off in the night. They fucking go out and party for the rest of the fucking night. Oh, there was so many. What are the highlights? I want to hear you talk about the movie because I'm excited to see it. What are the highlights that you go, that you go, uh, like, like, uh, well, we, well, that was fun. And then we can all recollect. Well, I, one of the things that I would, and I, and I, you know, just to tease it a little bit, one of my things that I think is going to be one of my favorite moments in the film is going to be London, which was just oh, as was it good. That was great. It's just this Fuck. little offshoot kind of trip. That, Fuck! I told you. I was there. I was there that. for a total of sixteen hours, but it was a great moment. Yeah, uh, it, it was. I think we all were there for a total of sixteen hours. Well, we were there quick too. He stayed longer. I though. stayed a couple yeah. extra days, hung out, um, got with some hookers. Um, <laughs> no, and I didn't. My wife's not with a hole in the sheet. No, I didn't. Yeah, with a hole in the sheet because that's the way Mormons do it. Um, no, it was um, uh, Matt, uh, right? Matt, Matt, Matt Schuler wanted, wanted you to do a, a set at the um, the laughing uh, the, the funny the, funny the store. store comedy store comedy, comedy store. store in London comedy you store. Fuck. You weren't that into it, and um, in the end, it ended up being I think one of my favorite. Yeah, I don't want to say from, too much from the about film. It because yeah, because it's I don't. Really what it yeah, is, again, again, I want to. I, I want to let the film kind of be. Let's just say it was a. Uh, it was an underdog moment. Yeah, it I was, think that's going to be one of I'll, my. I'll say this: it's, it's a moment that every comic has gone through, and for the most part, uh, every comic will identify with, and and it it I identified with it because it's stuff I ha- haven't gone through in years, and it was a really, just. But it was weird because the dynamic was that you're a you know a well known established comic. That was getting very little respect, and that's that's yeah. all I'll say about yeah, it. Yeah. That's that that's what made it a, a just a very interesting moment. I just, I just hit the mic with the bottle opener. We're opening another bottle of wine. Yeah, as always, we're drinking in the man cave. Yeah, it's um, uh, it's a it's a fun. And we had I just think we uh, for us we were as a group we were only there together that night. Yeah, that's I mean, it. Just we got that, there about three o'clock. Yeah, about three o'clock in the afternoon. We met up. You did uh, Rachel Ray. You did a Rachel Ray via Skype, I think. Yeah, yeah I did a yeah. Skype with Rachel and, Ray. Um, I sprinkled was, super million hairs in your hair. <laughs> I got super it million. It started hairs. raining. Right, it started raining. <laughs> it ran down his face. And we then, <laughs> and then we went over to the comedy store, and 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 the and all I remember is that it ended with meeting the spiciest um, Indian Indian food oh, that I've ever had in my geez. entire life. And I remember yeah. f- 
I remember the next morning, and I had a Cuban cigar, $20 Cuban cigar someone had given me, and I smoked it the next morning, and I was like, this is a bad idea before I get on a plane. <laughs> yeah, I, I had one of my own personal funniest things happen in London as well. Um, I, I, uh, I stuck around afterwards. Oh, I wanted to see. I, I, I stuck around afterwards in London because I'm like, I'm flying to London. I'm not going to take off quickly. Um, I'll see my family later. So I went and saw Wilco on Friday night. Uh, they happened to be playing there, one of my favorite bands. And then Saturday, uh, I got up to go, and I didn't drink uh, at Wilco at all. I didn't, you know, I'm like, I'm here by myself. The last thing I'm going to do is going to get wasted in a foreign country and yeah. have trouble making my way back on the, the, uh, with the tube, the underground, whatever they call it. So the next morning I get up and I have an English breakfast, which is just all grease, basically. It's yeah. like, you know, bangers and mash and all that kind they of crap. They even fried the tomato. Yeah, they fried everything, and, uh, which, you know, I'm not opposed to that. Um, but, uh, I didn't feel very well that morning and I didn't know why, but I thought breakfast was going to help. So I go, I, I go to Abbey road because I'm a tourist. Um, uh, so I went to, I want to stand where a- Abbey road in the middle and take a picture. And I just, I didn't feel great. And as I got back to the station, the St. John's wood, uh, station, um, I knew it was just, I, I'm like, I don't know which end it's going to come out of, but it's not going to be good. And I got on the subway and we make it one stop and it is packed wall to wall people and uh, I'm standing next to a guy. A guy has his arm up and clearly does not have deodorant. And it's it's getting to me. Like the motion of the train, the people. We get to the next station, and as we pull into the next station, the doors open, and out of nowhere, I vomit all over the floor. Just puke all over people's feet. Um, I just, I absolutely <laughs> like just you're fucking, unloaded. Like a six year old. Yes, but, yes. But, but I unloaded. I the- unloaded, and I hear the voice say. Mind the doors, and all I could think is I just leapt backwards out. I was standing right in front of the door, so I just leapt backwards out onto the platform, and the timing couldn't have been better because <laughs> I just leapt, leapt out the doors. They closed. The train rolls away. Everybody else depo- is looking like, like ah, that cops like, like, Americans. Like, you know, I'm out of here. I, I didn't know you what throw, to do. You, you yelled, Ali Akbar, threw up, and then walked <laughs> right. out. They were like, another tube bombing. Right? <laughs> I had no idea what else to do, so I went with just straight-up survival instincts, and I pulled the chute, and I jumped out oh, backwards. Fucking great. I had a backpack on everything, so it felt a little bit like, like skydiving out of the subway. It was, uh, it was, <laughs> and I felt great after that. I, you I did? Went, yeah, I went and saw uh, James Earl Jones in a play. I, I had a great day. The rest of the day was fantastic. Once I puked in the, the what subway. What weirdo are you that you fucking, that you were in London by yourself. You saw Wilco sober and then took yourself to see James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. He's on stage. That's Darth Vader. Yeah. Like, but no, but he's just James Earl Jones. Right. Was he playing Darth Vader? He was not playing. He was in, he was playing in driving with grandfather. Daisy. He was driving with Shut Daisy. Shut up. James Earl Jones played he the was black in, dude, right? Well, yeah. Not in theory. <laughs> <laughs> not Miss Daisy. What if he they was not Miss Daisy. And the girl from Titanic um, played the driver, and he played the... <laughs> no, he, like, uh, it was Vanessa Redgrave was uh, Miss Daisy. Vanessa Redgrave. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, but I so I threw up on the subway. So I, I like to think that somewhere some well, English you, person is telling that story about like... Some, very different story. Yeah, very different story. So, so okay. So London is definitely, I think, all of our That was a cool highlight. Yeah, yeah. Fucking awesome. Um, we went from Lo- Amsterdam to London to, and then we went on the road. Yeah, uh, it was it was a packed month. I, th- I would say it was a packed it was whatever the timeline all the way through timeline, New Year's. Line through we did was everything was packed because, um, I'm my schedule had just started getting super super busy where it was like where I could I could make money not a lot of money but I could make a little money and I was selling shirts and I was like like fucking Tempe Columbus. Tampa, Tampa, New York, New York, like Chicago, Chicago, early December. I mean, uh, it was a swamp schedule. Yeah, 
And you guys got to see what it was like to be well, on the road. I mean, for Jeff and I, you know, our schedule was pretty harsh um, because not, I mean, f- keeping up with you, but we would leave like Friday evening because we had to work a full work week. We'd leave, we'd take like a red eye and get to where we're going at like 6 a.m., which is when you started your whole media thing. No, you would leave Thursday night. You'd leave Thursday night. We'd get there Friday morning. And Thursday night. take Friday off. I'd catch you for radio. Right, right, right. right. We'd pick you up (laughs) at the airport, go do radio, come home, and then you guys had to shoot like B-roll of the city or whatever the fuck you had to do all day long, and then we'd go to the show. We'd do two shows Friday and end up partying balls, and I think Jeff, Jeff Johnson got a little bit of the fucking roadsies where he started like, like, get to the green room, and he'd be like, oh, we got a case of Onigans. Let's start drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, someone just started featuring for a headliner. <laughs> Everyone does that when they're young. They're like, well, this is great. Can I get nachos? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, nachos? You want wings with that? <laughs> but uh, it was it was exhausting. It really was. It was very tiring. I remember in New York in particular because we flew out on a Thursday night. Red Eye got there at six a.m. And normally, really if we got if we got lucky, we'd go to the hotel and check in at like eight a.m. If there's a room, but New York did not have a room until three p.m. They t- we told were... us on the phone too. I had checked on New York, and they said we should have something for you. It's you know, it won't be a big deal. And we got there, and there was nothing. So we sat in the lobby, and we were just we were just it was it was, well, it was winter time, so it was like uh, it was winter. It was cold out, so it was really warm in the lobby. And we'd sit down in the lobby, and and Jeff would nod off in like ten seconds, and just start snoring <laughs> in the lobby, like super loud. And I was like, let's just go, let's go somewhere. somewhere. Yeah. I don't remember New York at all. Well, New York was, was that shooting. New York was uh, where your uh, book publisher, ex, uh, ex-girlfriend from the road right. Trip? We went and hung out. We went and hung out with um, what's her uh, name? Oh, Jody, Jody, Jody in oh, yeah. um, the yeah. village in New York. Right? Her friend, we, yeah. We went and hung out in the village. In yeah, New we York. had those tater tots at that bar. Your friend's bar. Oh shit! Or her friends. That was that trip. Yeah. And that we went to your uh, book agent. We went and did a, a yeah. We shot. We actually shot book some stuff at your book that, agent. Yeah. We we actually we were across town. Yeah. We were. Did I know about this? You, you were, were there. You were there. It was a meeting with your your book agent and uh, hold on. I don't know if you're a book agent. Was that his book agent? Book agent. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah, book yeah. agent. I thought you were talking right. about my publisher. I was like, no, no, no. Yeah, book yeah. agent. Yeah. We sh- yes, we did shoot yeah, we there. Shot that there. meeting, and um, we'd gone down to try and uh, we wanted to get some B roll of um, Occupy Wall Street because that had been big at the time, and of course they busted it up. I think the night before. The night before we got there. So yeah. we show up and it's just like, uh, well, we definitely got Occupy Tempe. We got uh, yeah, we got Phoenix, Occupy, yeah. Occupy, Occupy Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we kind of uh, – I did anyway, certainly early on. I was starting to think that was going to be kind of an interesting side story of, like, every yeah. city you go to. Because it was in Amsterdam, too. I mean, they had an Occupy in Amsterdam at the time we were there. And uh, Phoenix had it. And I thought, well, that would be kind of interesting. This, and then now, kind of now it just dates it. Now it just dates it. Yeah, yeah now yeah. it fizzles it out. It's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So now what's the – what is the trajectory – what uh, tell me before we ask, talk about the trajectory of the documentary and and what we plan to do what you you technically because I don't really have any any grand plans I think I'll follow whatever you guys do well it's a you know we've been backing off a little bit of the word documentary but it's it's a road movie it's definitely it's a documentary but it's a road movie and it, it you know it's it's a year in the life really yeah and um um there's some s- specific uh festivals that have that that show this kind of thing that uh one was at the uh what was that one we saw the arc light had, had a one festival that i think it would have like worked a in performance we... documentary or something like yeah. that category so uh, uh there's others so it's too. more there's like comedy it's that... more like wilco's i'm trying to break your heart 
Um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't my think, favorite fucking yeah, documentary it's, ever. It's absolutely one of my favorite as well. And um, so are you going to show me addicted to heroin trying to tell my son I'm how to play the drums? I'm hoping that if we can get you, well, you know, the one that, the one that I think we wanted to strive for was Dear Zachary. I don't know if anyone's seen that, but you know, if we could get <laughs> you Christ. walking into the I ocean at the end God, of yeah. take with two the, seconds, write that down and then. <laughs> When then Google it when you get to your office right. or wherever you can. Right. You're not driving. Beer, Zachary. Then, That's how this film's going to end. Get right. out. <laughs> fucking, right. What a great joke that is. <laughs> it's really a fantastic joke. Uh, it's very funny, very timely. Um, you know, I, again, I don't, I don't know if this is going to change anybody's life, but the truth is when, when we were talking about making a documentary, uh, we had a friend who had gone to India to to document this d- disaster, this Union Carbide disaster, disaster in Bhopal, yeah. India, oh, and we watched this. I, I watched this film, and I was like, Gee, you know, this is somebody we know, and he's doing this film that could change the world. And we were thinking the same thing, and we met you, and we're like, well, this guy's funny. Let's just roll with this, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know. But to be completely honest, it's going to sound cornball, but I'm some. I, I love comedy, and I, I love the impact that that can have. Uh, you know, I, I think laughing's important. I do genuinely think that that's important. I think being able to get away and, and divert yourself from some of your regular bullshit and when you have tough stuff that's going on even in the world or whatever to get away from that for even a couple of hours i do think is very therapeutic and important so i'm hoping that no was i as, was i as big of a fuck up on the road as you expected or less of a fuck up probably less we were probably i think we we're probably no, hoping I mean, for uh you know i was i was impressed with how professional you were i mean in terms of the your um your the ease of what you do i mean you can just step into it you can have you know, three or four drinks, step out on stage, and it's not just uh, rehashing your your stand up. It's it's you you tie in the audience, you tie in uh, little tangents from that day that happened into a into a show, and it was uh, yeah, it was actually very impressive. God damn it, that's gonna be a sound bite. That's a good one. That's fucking yeah. good. Well, one of the what what about me? Times ama- ama- amazed sorry, you, <laughs> about me? About, about you? me? Yeah, no, like, <laughs> one of the moments for me. One of the moments. This for is me, gonna be a fucking podcast I listen to. <laughs> right, it's a fluff right, piece. Is, it's just like a <laughs> masturbatory piece for you. Yeah, yeah I can't yeah, wait yeah, to um, see right, this right, fucking hold on, documentary. Hold on, let me back up. Let me back up and think about the, what what, uh, what uh, didn't impress me. What didn't impress? Um, the, uh, no, the Columbus for me was, uh, that was, that was pretty interesting. I don't remember. I can't even put the timeline in my head. I just know Amsterdam and London were very early on. And then at some point Columbus, we roll Columbus, we roll in and we come in on a red eye and we're thinking, okay, we're going to head to the hotel. We're going to take a nap. We got to baggage claim yeah, and yeah. you called Jeff and, um, you go, uh, I'm heading out to do, uh, media. Where are you guys at? We're like, we're at the airport. We just got here. We're exhausted. With, uh, what's his name from? And Stroop. You, yeah, yeah, it's Stroop. Stroop. And you go, well, we're coming to pick you up. I'm going to do radio. And we're like, fantastic. <laughs> you know, we were just, <laughs> yeah. we, you were just bleary, just exhausted. And, um, we go, uh, we go to do media and you would bounce from radio to radio and you would have your, your stuff was so on and so fixed to what they wanted and to what fit them and it was edited you, you you jumped so quickly into yeah, being mean, able to edit your stories exactly and you, you, yeah you were able to stand back and really kind of see the picture and uh and the you know as much as i the little bit of the industry that i've been involved with in the last 20 years it's uh you know it's you're known as the kind of guy that gets it you get you get the big picture of what's expected from you i think from everybody that's so fucking great to hear about me <laughs> yes, I love. I could. I'm gonna love this documentary. Now, what's but the even tr- like even remember Rachel Ray? Remember the uh, the Rachel Ray uh, Skype thing in London? Yeah, the producer gets on and gives Bert like an earful in like about ten seconds, like what he what they need from him, and the story, this backstory, this quick backstory for Rachel Ray's show when he was shooting with her and stuff. Right, and he 
takes it in, digests it, and then right. like you know spits it out naturally. Well, the same thing when we were in Tampa for New Year's. Um, oh my God. I was with are you, you. Hold on. Are I was with you. you using, the I'm sorry. Are you using the guy who offered me the opportunity to ride around in hot whips as he as we both get loose? The text in, a Lambo? in the, getting loose in a Lambo. Um, oh, I de- at the very least, I yes, think that, that that's, we will use that that scene oh. the, the scene of us at least reading his tweets reading, will reading be the in tweets there. the next day. Yes. Whether or not whether or not we show him, I don't know. We haven't decided. Yeah, we, I don't think we're gonna put a face with it, but I think we, we don't need to want read the tweets. you know we don't yeah. want it to be something where we're completely uh Dicks. i don't know really yeah. he was a fan fierce. too and i and he's i hate a fan. i hate that yeah 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 he'll, but I, he'll I, appreciate I, that we're talking about we him. will yes, share yeah. we will share the, our, at least our reading of his tweets because we think it's very funny the tweets yeah. are just so wait so what are you gonna say tampa um, well, tampa <laughs> about me about <laughs> me? me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, no, tampa, again, it was um we uh we were you had done a show on thursday night i was there for the thursday night show or the friday thursday night show you got there before i did i got there early and you had done the thursday night show we were out late we were out late uh partying i think we'd gone to the did you go to the taco truck with no. um no okay so we'd gone we'd gone to the um holy shit was ta- that with cowhead we went with cowhead to the taco truck late late the next oh, morning God, we had to be was, up and that we got was such up. a regrettable night <laughs> it was in so many respects it was we were yeah it, it was a long night it was it was fun but the next morning we had to be up early for you to go do tv um, oh, hold on hold on real quick yeah. Some of the funniest stuff is the next morning, the car ride. Yes. When you guys go do DT, uh, TV. That was the only time you did TV, I think, right? Yeah, it's the, the only time? TV that I think that we were a part of at all. There was some funny shit. Yeah, but we were really? exhausted. Oh, my God. We were exhausted. Like what? <laughs> we, we Wait, were... give me a hint. I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember. Do, I don't remember doing. I remember doing TV. We, TV is when no, we. No, no, no. It's the car ride leading up to TV. We really? picked up. We picked <laughs> yeah. up. Uh, we picked up a 12 pack, I think. We did. Um, you were. Yeah, you were drinking in the car. I mean, it's like six in the morning, and uh, the producer comes out of the car, so you're trying yeah. to hide it. And uh, you, um, you may have tried to give a beer to some girl on the street. Oh, right, that was that was after. <laughs> Jesus oh, jeez, this is the funniest thing. Oh ever. my god, that girl. We go, yes, we go to back when we're heading back to the hotel. There's a there's a girl who. Um, Appears to be homeless in a parking lot, and you're like, "Pull up, let's talk to her, let's talk to her." So we t- pull up to talk to her, and you're like, "How? You know what's, what's going on in your life?" And, and you get like this really kind of nice moment with her, where she's kind of telling you life, life sucks, and and not everything's gone right for me, and she's homeless, and I don't remember if we gave her cash or not, but you go, "Hey, do you want a beer?" And you hand her a beer, and then after that, you ask how old she is, and I think it's nineteen <laughs> or something. <laughs> like I don't think that'll make the film because uh, I think it's literally. I took it back, right? Yeah, yeah, we took, it back. took it back. Yeah, 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 yeah took it back. back. <laughs> yeah, I think contributing to a minor was the concern at that point. Um, but all of that said, you go in, you walk into the the TV studio, and and then again you jump on and you just turn it on like a light switch, like a like, just, a, like a big fat phony. Wow! <laughs> well, no, 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 the no, one no. thing I remember that that radio show is they were like, I go, I walked on set and they were like, they had a bottle of champagne. I go, yes. hey, you guys got champagne? And they're like, yeah. And I go, are we drinking it? And they were like, yeah. <laughs> so they I were phonies. It, yeah, so I opened it, and they were like, woo, we got a live one. And yeah. I was like, yeah, and I started drinking it. And they're like, he's drinking it. I was like, it's fucking New Year's Eve. Right, right. Oh, that was so funny. You took your shirt off, I think. Yeah, did have not um, done that TV show since. That's shocking. <laughs> okay, that right, is shocking to me. Is, is, is as much praise as we just laid on uh, Bert about how professional he is. He's an um, asshole, too. But no, but um, there is, this is give a... Give me a clean uh, break so our, I can edit this uh, out. Jeff and I went into this knowing that we're going <laughs> it, to, it's going to be a warts and all kind of thing, which is meaning we're not going to shy away from the uh, 
bad moments. The, 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 and there the, was the one affairs, bad moment. the drugs, yes, that sort yes, of thing. Yes, yes. So, well, we didn't get that on camera, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. uh, you know, for all those big moments like London that were great to watch, there was also some uh, moments like in, uh, was it Columbus or Chicago? Chicago. Chicago. Uh, where there was a... Um, a uh, was it a Russian oh, girl? Or girl? Oh my god! Croatian? god Russian Russian girl? Maybe yeah. that's all I'm going to say about it. Is there was a uh, a girl in Chicago that was not a fan of Bert's, and uh, she had sat Bert, through the show. Bert probably didn't show himself in the best light in this moment, and it's definitely going to be in the film. Oh, great! Yeah, it's going to be a good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> can't wait! I can't fucking so wait! So it's going to be you know yeah, both yeah sides that'll be fun. Um, you were definitely. I think by the time it was over, you were pissed at us for. Essentially, I think egging her on, and uh, <laughs> I don't remember any. I literally, my memory is so shot. I don't remember that in the slightest. I don't remember. I don't remember. Uh, I do remember that girl. I remember her well, being uh, fucking. Let me say this: You if better you, show her in the same fucking light you show me. It's going to be an honest interpretation. I'll tell you that. It's, it's, it's going to be. But you're telling me I, I come off looking like a cunt? No, 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 no. I think it's uh, it'll be honest and real. Well, I the thing say. I would say about it is that it, we did not see certainly on the road a lot you having people that didn't like you. And yeah. so this was the one instance we saw where somebody, you tried to kind of cozy up to her after the show randomly. You know, you were like, hey, did you like? And she gave you the cold shoulder. Like, yeah. quick. I do remember that distinctly. Yeah. I remember, yeah. I can tell you where she was standing. Yeah, yeah. I, remember yeah, I that can too. That hardcore. And she was like, oh, and I got fucking pissed. Yeah. 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 I got pissed because I was like, oh, God damn it. I'm going to look like a fucking slut. Ah, well, whatever I look like is what I am, I guess. Yeah. It's part of this, this, this process is, Maybe it'll, show, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of things about me after that that even worsened. That if you could have been around after the documentary, that kind of exacerbated. That I had to like take full account of and be like, shit, man. Like this is none of this is real. Well, that's, that, that, that's a good point because you know, honestly, to get a full glimpse of this world would have taken quite a bit more money. It would have been us taking a leave of absence from from work, yeah, and 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 have been truly on the road with you for like six or eight months straight. Not just for two days out of your five day, you know, yeah. uh, weekend that you go. Um, but and that's here at possible. home with you and all and be that at home. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. We didn't yeah. do a lot of Ideal. stuff at home, really. I don't think. Not no, no. not too much. Um, there's a few moments here and there. But I'm kind of glad a little bit because I like you know. I don't think anyone who's a fan of mine really wants to see me hang out with my kids. No, there's you know there's um, I don't do a well. There's to some begin good with. stuff. Uh, uh, some departure stuff, you know, like leading up to when the first stuff when uh, you left for Phoenix. Um, I got some good stuff there of your family and stuff, and you getting uh, ready to go on the road. Um, yeah. Well, it's so funny too because I had this vision of what I wanted the uh, intro to the movie to look like of like of like this real gritty me getting up and like like a like a fucking like a like a like a, a steel worker like clocking into the plant and yeah. getting ready and getting dressed and saying goodbye to everyone. But That's everyone's what we got. Still sleeping. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. But but it was so funny because. Um, you were the best one to do it because my family knows you, but even still, it's like any moment a camera's around, my kids ham, ham, it, ham it up. They're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and it's yeah. so you you don't get like you're not getting a real glimpse of what it's like. You're getting a glimpse of what it's like when there's a camera in my house and my kids see it and they're like, and Isla pulls her skirt up. She's like, my vagina. You're like, oh god, Isla. <laughs> so uh, what's the trajectory? What's the like? I, I think you know it's. Um... It's hard to say because again, this is my—it's truly my first time doing like a long-form project like this. So if you could—if you ask me how long it's going to take me to cut a thirty-second spot, I can tell you to the fucking second. Yeah. Um, but for this, I'm—I'm I'm guessing sometime mid-February for our first uh, full-length cut, and then uh, from there we—you know—we're still waiting on some 
some elements, um, some people to help out. Yeah, we have a couple um, of people that music, we, some animation. We've touched base with that are, are oh, supposed to be bringing some. Can stuff I talk about the animation guy? Yeah, sure. The guy Corey Loshuk. 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 If you're out there, Corey, uh, get in touch with us. Corey, uh, <laughs> become my minions is his. I think it's his Twitter. Yeah, but it's his definitely his YouTube. And he is the guy that did that animated the machine video, right? And yeah. I had spoken to Corey, and um, you know we got permission to use the machine uh, story as, as we want to, the video, and um, and then also we Corey check is, South Park too. Corey, huh? Uh, yeah. that, that's a whole different thing. That's a whole different thing. I don't know, um, but we also <laughs> have him. We have him. Uh, <laughs> we don't have lawyers. <laughs> we gotta we gotta ask Rocco for eight grand. <laughs> right, right. Rocco, if you're out Rocco there, Rocco comes in. Pay Rocco. for the lawyers. Um, we, we do have him working on an animation specific to footage we got from the documentary yeah. and in a little bit different style, um, than, than that animation. Oh, cool. Um, so, you know, I, I haven't talked to him for a little while, so we'll see how that's going. But, um, so, so do we, do we put it into like, like, uh, do we do festivals? Do we sell online for five bucks? Do we sell it to a studio? I don't do know we yet. You know what? Sell it to a network? I don't know. I think it's, um, my, my, my inclination is to uh, to just Give sell it, it online. That oh. seems to be the way that yeah, we do online. it these days. <laughs> I mean, that's... Yeah. Do you hear what I just said? I go, give it away, and you're like, sell it online. I was like, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Sell, it, sell it. Oh, come on. Um, come on. Oh, we want to make Mr. some money. Mr. T-shirt money. You want to sell it. <laughs> I want to sell it. You want to sell it. I want to sell it, baby. Um, I, I want to get out of this fucking house. <laughs> I would definitely... I'd love to do at least a few festivals. I'd love to play... The, Play it. A well, few it is going like to be there is going to be a sure. decent amount of stand up in it. Um, so I think it would play in that present uh, in, in in a uh, in a uh, you know whatever that new niche documentary uh, is. Yeah. The, the, uh, the, I, the dark ex- light had. You know, I mean, ultimately, I'm, I'm just I'm excited to at whatever point we sit in something that is a theater. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be huge, but to sit in a theater and watch it with other people, I'm really really excited for that moment. Um, I'd love to get there, but again, we've got to do it at the right pace to where we have time to get it done right. Um, can we do viewings? That's can we do? Can we do? Well, you know, there's some sensitive stuff to this, so you are going to be on board as sort of a producer, obviously, because you need to be able to say yay or nay to some yes. certain content. Yeah. So, uh, but you have to say yay to everything because you want to be honest. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to override you on some stuff. Okay. Well, that's fine. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm probably... As long as, as long, I swear to God, as long as I just don't lose my job at Travel Channel, I'm cool. With <laughs> I really don't, you know, and I don't think we ended up with. No, I don't. Well, I don't. No, no, I don't no, actually no. behave in a manner that would ever get me to lose my no, job at Travel not Channel. Not at all. There's so, nothing. Even if I put the worst, yeah. the worst stuff in, not at all. Look, the tr- when we started this, um, part of the intriguing thing was you. You told us a handful of your stories. You told us, <clears throat> you told us uh, wrestling a bear. You told us, um, you know, the machine story. You told us, uh, you know, about. Uh, uh, what else? What are some of the other stories? Uh, anyway, you told us some of these great stories. We're like, oh, if we could come along and find some of those stories. Well, a lot of those crazy things have already happened to you, and so yeah. in the context of a you know of a show or whatever, the truth is this this becomes pretty much an honest like this is what you do day in and day out, and yeah. it's um, a grind. It's a year you, in the life. Yeah, the way that you continue to do your your work and your job and how you you evolve it from one set to the next and one city to the next and you know one situation to the next and the way you handle the audience in different places and uh that's going to be fascinating and fun to watch i think um, it'll be fun I, hopefully this is what like <clears throat> this is all i hope for it i hope it's fun for stand-up comedy fans to watch i don't yes. care i don't really care to draw in someone who's not into stand-up i don't like those people i don't want them anyway like i only want people that like stand-up yeah ultimately, and if you like stand-up audience. and you like this like like 
If you showed me, you could tell me, man, Louis C.K. did a documentary. We hear actually just followed himself around for one hour and he put it out. And it's like him just taking a shower and making breakfast. I'd be like, I'll fucking watch. I'll buy yeah. it for five bucks. Like, it, that's, yeah. I'm a fan of stand up. I love stand up. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. If you are a fan of stand up, you're going to enjoy this movie. Absolutely. And I, I'm, I'm 100% sure of that based on what I've seen Absolutely. so far yeah. because I, I do think we're going to feature a lot of you on stage. Uh, if you really love stand up, uh, you're gonna love seeing a little bit about what it is to be, a, you know, town to town, all the cities. No, no, um, <clears throat> no. What about uh, what about <coughs> us taking it to the cities we filmed it in and doing screenings, like doing five dollar entrance? We run out of movie theater, we throw it up, five dollar entrance. If it's feasible, if we can make that work, I would love I to. Five dollars. I just want to be sitting. Fucking money. I just want to be sitting in. I want to be sitting in a theater when people watch it. Yeah, 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 yeah. At some point, I want to sit in a theater when people watch it. Exactly. That's what you know. Everybody who makes a film wants to do is have people see it. Yeah. Ultimately, that's it. And and that's the exciting thing about it is knowing there's an audience that's excited to see it, and the temptation is to rush it. But um, you know, if we were full time filmmakers, we could do this a lot faster. But you know, we know two people that made documentaries, um, and they did it on their own without Kickstarter. They funded themselves. Um. That one Indian one, and then another one, a friend of mine, Jeff, who made a, a very successful one called Marwan Call. And it took them well over two and a half years to make these things. Yeah. And, and not that they were in that same time, but anybody who makes a documentary does not do it full time. It's not their full time job. Because you can't, you, you don't make money at it for the most part. It, with very, unless you're, you know, unless you're making um, Bowling for Columbine, you know, unless, you unless you're are, Michael Moore. He you, might be the only full time documentary. Filmmaker, you know, it's just it's just rare to be able to pull that off. And again, like Jeff alluded to at the beginning, the difference is a lot of people will dive into a documentary and they just go starting to shoot it. They may tell some some friends they're doing it, and they go off on these trips to shoot it, and they edit on the weekend. Then they go shoot some more, and they edit some more, and eventually, oh, they've got a film, and they start telling people they yeah, have a film. People don't know this documentary until it's a full fledged documentary. Started telling people that we had a documentary, we were making a film before we'd ever shot a frame of it. Yeah. So the timeline starts right then for them. How's your film? And people when's your so, film coming out? And people are so used to like reality shows where right. it is like you know you shoot something and you come out with a half hour show. Well, it's it's so funny in in shooting what I would never consider Trip Flip a reality show, nor would I consider Birth of Conquer anything I've done a reality show. But I do understand the basis of uh, what it, what is ultimately hosted reality television, and I understand the ins and outs of how delicate it is to get a real reaction of someone, but also get a palatable reaction for television and what you are forced to kind of say to someone walking into a scenario, like, look, here's the deal. This is how it's going to work. We're going to pick up in the morning. We're not going to be filming the whole time. We're going to drive to location. We're going to keep you sequestered. We're going to walk you over. We hope that your reaction's great. Like, yeah. you know, just remember it's, you know, like the <clears throat> the basis of reality television is is so leaps and bounds different than documentary filmmaking. Well, right? because, you know, with reality television, it's, you know, it's, it's the pseudo-reality where you're, you're, you're you sort of predetermine what the pieces of the puzzle are so that you can put that puzzle together afterwards. Yeah. With documentary, it's truly a free-form puzzle with a million pieces. It's free-form to the point where it's like we don't know what we got until we start looking at it. And then we start to try to put this puzzle together that makes no sense until we start putting it together. It's one of the things that Jeff and I did before we even got involved with you, to be honest. We started doing our own kind of you know uh college course designed by ourselves on documentary films which was just to sit down and watch documentaries daily at lunch we'd watch them for two days uh, and then we'd break them down afterward what did we like what did we not like and the number of times we watched a film where it was obvious that the filmmaker had a plan going in 
they had some sort of a storyline in mind. They had some sort of a, even a script, and they missed really, really key turning points in the middle of it. You'd watch it happen. You go, "Why are you not diverting here to follow? Yeah. This is far more interesting than where you were heading." And and the inability of some filmmakers to do that was a really good lesson to us. I think of saying. We want to have an idea of what the film's about before we get started, but at the same time, we want to be open to, once we get everything shot, sitting down and go, what did our film become? What yeah. did the story become? And don't deny it and roll with it a little bit and, and allow it to to be a little bit um, off of maybe what you had intended to Priscilla, it, get it to the be. fuck down. Like I said, we were ho- you know, were we hoping for you to, you know, go out and wrestle a bear and fire the guy from Creed and all that kind of... Yeah, I mean, at some level, we're... You know, we're, we're drawn in by that story as well. But the truth is, when we got on the road, there's a great story there. We just needed to be able to allow it to, to happen. And now we sit there with a mountain of footage. We shot forever. And, and the, um, the irony to me is I, I think we tried to invade your life very early on. I mean, right away from Amsterdam. I mean, you got Patrice having a stroke, right? And so as a filmmaker, I'm just like, shit, how do we talk about this in an honest way of somebody that you really care about? But I need to be there with a camera to try and grab it. Of you talking a little bit about what it means to you and your mortality. Get Bert Blitzkrieg drunk and yes. take him to a hotel <laughs> right. room and just have him start speaking in slurred English. But the truth is, um, what I figured out too along the way, we got to Portland and um, Portland was our last shooting date. And and actually Portland was probably the most at ease I think we all we were with each other. Like you were more relaxed with me around shooting all the time. It wasn't as big a deal. By that point, we'd gotten really, really comfortable with what it was and we were ending. So, you know, the truth is, if you could probably continue another year beyond that, that's probably the stronger f- film. Yeah. Because you're probably more well, open. And, you're and, probably and going, more... And going back even uh, to the, to that point, which was Amsterdam being the first time to shoot. Right. I think Bert was the most uncomfortable because here you are with your w- with your, your peers. Oh, your stand-up yeah. comic peers. It's like, and here's it? this it crew like following 20, you around and comics. made you feel awkward, I'm sure. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it made me feel like I thought... It made me feel like I was acting like I was better than everyone. Yeah, when I wasn't, I was the same as everyone. No, no. It, it was, it was weird... unfortunate that it was, it was a great opportunity because it's Amsterdam, but it was unfortunate it was the first, uh, our first uh, shoot, really. It was a weird situation, I think, for us all to start in because we felt a little self-conscious. You seemed to feel a little self-conscious. Um, you were kind of at um, Showtime's beck and call for the week. We were really, honestly, during Amsterdam, we were starting to have a little bit of doubts about you know, whether it was going to work or not, because we were there for most of a week. And I mean, Showtime had you locked up days at a time. Four days, I think. Jeff and I are wandering around the city going, okay, we we shot the outside of the Anne Frank house. We, you know, we tried to sneak a camera into the red light district. But this film right now is all about Amsterdam. I mean, there's no bird in it anywhere. Yeah. Bert didn't jump into the Amsterdam shoot until late. And we were really starting to go. Until we started getting to shoot the special. And right, then we yeah. all went out. And yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Well, not only that, but we we, we sort of uh, piggybacked on Showtime guys. They were great. They were very nice. We went to the Banana Club or whatever that was, and shot some stuff of you. There. Banana Club, just for the record, is very similar to Flying Dildos, <laughs> except with bananas with and bananas. they peel them. Yeah. Um, so, Saddest yeah, thing no, I've ever witnessed. Which uh, uh, I will ultimately. say is another bullshit uh, experience for me. Uh, because I got sent back to the the hotel for another lens <laughs> okay. at the beginning. So, well, here's the deal. Oh, okay, God. this is what happened in Amsterdam. So we were wander- Jeff and I wandered around for four days with no Bert at all. It was four days in Amsterdam. We were there for six or six and a half days, something like that. Six days. And first four days, no Bert. He was uh, obligated to do Showtime stuff, interstitials and stuff. 
We finally catch up to him on his last day of shooting at the Banana Club. That's the last day you were shooting for Shooto Tom. At, at, at yeah. the, uh, I think at we the... ran into him kind of almost randomly, didn't we? Yeah. So we were just wandering around uh, getting B-roll footage in Red Light District and just Amsterdam in general. We're up uh, that, that, that main drag in the Red Light District. And we see we see the Showtime guys, like the cool, young, you know, whatever producer guys hanging out. We say hi. He said they said Bert's upstairs. We go up there, hang out, and we just have my camera, which is a not a low light camera. It's just a normal video, high definition camera. Jeff has the nice uh, the low light camera in the lens, but he didn't have it with him. So I'm, we go up there and we're shooting what we can in this dark banana club. And I'm like, Jeff, go back to the hotel room. Before the shoot because, starts because to happen. Let me, let, me, let me paint the picture. The Banana Club, what, had, what we had had is we had had the champagne room to ourselves. Yeah, yeah, with two and, girls. And, and there were a ton of strippers in there. Yeah, there was, like, that, I think, two or three girls that were Two or three girls, doing and, it's, and, they were, and it was me, and it was my girl that was my... Three girl escort, escort, fake escort girl there. And then and the, basically we had paid them to get B-roll of them lap dancing. Yeah, things. yeah. So I send Jeff back to the hotel room to get the low-light camera. And I'm like, and really? I, and in the meantime, really? I, sh- I shot stuff that we, you know, it was usable. It just doesn't look as good. It's lo- it's not low light. It doesn't look as great. So <laughs> Jeff literally walks in, like, got the camera. I'm, and was like, it's a wrap. I <laughs> am running. I am running from the red light district he back to our back, hotel. like out of breath and sweating. I am sweating like a pig because all I can think is. I'm missing the most interesting thing we're going to do in the city the entire time we're here. <laughs> I'm jumping on a cable car. I grew up Mormon, so yeah, I've never seen anything Jeff, like Jeff, it. You in my really grew up running the entire time, going right. naked girls, naked girls, low light camera, naked girls, naked girls, <laughs> right? And I am running, naked girls that are, I'm, that are I'm, trying I'm, to escape communism, naked I'm, girls. I'm running. I'm jumping on the streetcars. I'm making my way back. <laughs> I am sweating balls when I get there. I get back, I get to there, and you guys are walking out the front doors like, we wrapped up. We're going to the bar next door. I'm like, you, you're kidding. Oh, God. And I'm I have like, my I'm little like, I, think I got some stuff. I got some stuff. That was, our, that was our lesson that it didn't matter when you were going out, where you thought you were going, you always took your equipment yeah, with yeah. you. It was a good I lesson. Mean, that's the thing. And I never saw the boobies. So that's the yeah. other part of the lesson. Do you use the girl that was hitting on me in Tempe in... Do you remember the girl that was jocking my shit hard as fuck? In Phoenix, I mean. Phoenix. Phoenix. Per Phoenix. Um... And I, I think so. I think uh, yeah. she, we have. Uh, she kept staring she, at me. That, that's the one. That's the thing. That, we have you saying like, "She's fucking me with her." Eyes. Oh, is great. that the girl? Is I did not gr- say that. You, uh, you know what? That might my interpretation. Wait, wait. Is it the same? <laughs> I might have said it. I might have said it. I might have said she's fucking me with her eyes. She was fucking me with her eyes. She literally was staring across me, going like, looking at me, because she. I think they'd either been to the show or she saw my face on the thing. Oh no, no, no! I take that back. She saw a camera crew following me around. That might be it. She saw a camera crew following me around. It was a different girl than not the, the one, one from show. the show. She was okay. No, no, no. Not the right, right, right. show. Because that Wait. one wanted to. Um, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, that was, no. yeah, that was just a. Uh, Wait, who is this girl? No, no, you had the, you had a see, couple in see. the front row. That, that's probably going to be in there. There was a decent amount of, uh, of crowd stuff going on there. Uh, yeah. This, girl, this guy, Josh, and this girl that you would try to get hooked up. They were on the first date or something like that. And. Uh, and you go, I'm gonna, she afterwards. goes to the bathroom and you go, I'm going to hook this up. You want me to hook this up for you? I'll hook this up for you. So you bring them up on stage. You bring up this Mormon, Mormon chick. Doing Mormon a shot of milk. To do a shot of milk what? with her boyfriend. Right. You're going like, to enjoy this documentary. I right. You will. <laughs> you know what the great thing is? <laughs> you know what the great thing I for this? I can explode on my drinking on the road. <laughs> right. The great thing for this documentary is the number of things you probably have no idea even happened that when I you say, see them are you ready in a this? lucid fashion. I say the first fucking viewing we should do a director's commentary where i go shut the fuck up <laughs> just all the time it's yeah. just gonna be that over and over again god i do remember fucking blowing up on that lithuanian chick i do remember rocco winning 
the, the contest. The football right. thing? The, the, I yeah, do remember. God, this is going to be a fucking fun documentary. It's so gonna be fun. we're going to take our first look at it in February? I hope so. Hope, hopefully February. Again, I'm, you know, I can't. Uh, I, yeah, I Are you so. opposed to releasing it online for $5? No, no, I think that's a, that, yeah, that's sort of how it's going. If we going. can get like Rogan if, to do it through his site, because he's already got the fucking the big site that can do it. All we it have to do depends is on, you know, give I him mean, I, like I don't think so, it's, it's like ultimately guys like Louis and Rogan become. Well, that's the thing. If these, you don't, if you don't have, if you're not set up with a site, you need to set up a site that can handle kind of uh, traffic. Yeah, ultimately, download. I don't know that we have decided a hundred percent where it needs to go because I think in the end, I, I think. Our main thing is putting it somewhere where the most people will see it. And however the most people see it, that's, I, that's it. all I want. Well, that's I that's all really I want. What, and I think, what you I know, want the, too. the fact that this is going to be a, a good amount of performance and a good amount of stand up, I think that a download site is ideal for it right yeah. now. Yeah. But yeah. we'll see. Um, I think that would be great. I also wouldn't mind selling it to Comedy Central, to Showtime. Right. I mean, I, I wouldn't be adverse to that. I wouldn't mind. I, I, I'm probably adverse to it going out into movie theaters only because I don't believe that's the best representation. I don't know. No, no, because I, I don't think it's more of the con- people, It's going to be a lot of no. concert stuff, so I think it's not quite right for that. I don't but. think people are going to go in, in droves. They, they don't for a lot of documentaries anyway, honestly. They don't end up uh, you know, flocking to movie theaters for a, a whole lot of documentaries. I want to see it in a theater with an audience at some point. That's my I do, too. One I really want to see I it in a theater it, with know, an audience. I don't care if it's in the Burbank. 16 and we rent the, the place out and we have an audience i don't know what will happen if we have a premiere if we have a screening whatever Wait, does the footage i of the ne- girl who wanted to have sex with me with her husband there in tampa oh yeah Do you know oh, that? yeah because that was it before i got there or what no no no, no. this is the new year's eve show. new year's eve she i'm oh dude i don't even remember this I'm you don't remember this this is the girl that she she uh, is, is it funny that all she, I remember from this documentary is when people wanted to fuck me? <laughs> she is all over Bert after the show from the Oh, the drunk the girl show. at the yes. Cowhead show. She goes from the, the show yeah, yeah, to yeah. Cowhead yeah, show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is just climbing Bert the entire yes, time. Her yes. friends there trying to mellow her out. And her here's the best. Her husband comes up to me. I'm running the camera. I've got the whole camera rig going on. He comes up and he says in my ear, he goes. Is Bert gonna fuck my wife? <laughs> oh, this is the guy. I'm like, uh, a no. Is he like the he's like the victim. I'm like, if you have to ask me that, like, I like, think there's nothing I do about it. He's nothing like, Bert's not do. gonna fuck my wife, is he? And I'm like, if you have to ask me that, I think you've got way bigger issues in your marriage yeah. than just Bert, because clearly anybody that she could with any sort of celebrity, she's going to. Um, now has has Julie seen parts of this and gone, oh no, no, no. nothing. No, nobody's no. Nope. No one's seen anything. I'm a one man show right now. Really, I've seen, I've seen some scenes and, and that, and uh, but yeah, I don't think it's gonna. It's your comedy it, it, mostly. Your comedy is the most the most offensive or shocking thing will be is is uh, you know if people haven't seen your comedy show and expect you to be Bertha Conqueror. That's gonna be this. You know, it's the same thing when someone shows up to your show and expect you. I have to be a little Bertha bit Conqueror. fleshed out version of the opening here. Um, what do you mean? A little bit fleshed out. You know, I think oh, you've seen you seen this sort of like me? this. Throw that in my computer. It's Let's only about five shit. minutes. That's it. Can we play the audio? Yeah. It's, uh... Um, Leanne's texting me. She's in the fucking house, and she's texting me. <laughs> she's like, um, call your dad when you're done. He's He said he's like, he'd like to go out, but it's just him there, and he's under Have the impression... Have him come in. Is he here? What? Have him come in if he's here. No, no, it's my... It's Leanne. No, he's fucking at my sister's house they all went oh, to a movie right. or to a to a play can we put it in my computer and play the audio for everyone uh yeah sure here give it to me so what do i gotta do it's put a, this in there's only two it? files on there there's one thing called open oh please be you and julie doing a porn <laughs> oh here comes <laughs> don't open another file come in 
Look, she's angry already. Hey, babe. Don't let the dog in. Don't let the dog in. This, hey, there is a lot more of this cut. This is the only reason I have this is because I gave it, I just gave this to the music guy to do uh, uh, rip-offs of the opening. Can you just get Pris? Okay, okay sorry, sorry. <laughs> Priscilla is loves Jeff. So Priscilla just walked in the room. Leanne is sitting, uh, trying to get Priscilla out. I'm trying to open this documentary. Which one is it? Teaser or no, open? Open. <laughs> okay. All right. So here is the audio. Hang on. Uh, I'm going to pause it so we get it clean. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Johnson is being dog raped right now. <laughs> okay. All right, Leanne. Do you want to? If you can get Pris out, give me two seconds. Give me two seconds. Get Pris out. Come over here and watch the right, open enough, 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 that Jeff has. Okay. The, okay. Really the girls are really hungry. No, no. We'll figure this out in two seconds. <laughs> you can't move her. Yeah, she's friggin'. It's like trying to move Leanne out of bed. It's impossible. <laughs> she's fucking too big of a dog for this family. All right. Okay, perfect. Pris. Pris. All right. She's like, out. Okay. I think I'm being escorted okay, out. You hop in. You hop in, Leanne. <laughs> All right. Just so you know, if you're, a, if you're a fan of my comedy and you're ever thinking about breaking into my house, you got to have to deal Can with you, Chris. Can uh, you ITV it up there or no? I doubt it. I doubt it. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is in the podcast, guys. All right. People are listening a, to this. Do you not edit you know these? What? Hold on. This is just... Kind of what you've seen a little bit longer. I just gave this to the music guy to rip off the first two cues. That's all of this is. Okay. But there is more cut. You turn off that uh, thing just so it's a little quieter. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the world premiere of the first <laughs> four minutes. <laughs> Which is going to be riveting because it's audio only. So. Yeah, it's just, it's just audio. So I want you to use your imagination and enjoy. If this were Joe's podcast, what is we going to call this? What do we call it? Yeah. The Machine. I, I am the Machine. I am the Machine. Okay, we're, it's a working title. All right, here we go. <laughs> Chris, shut up. All right, you guys ready for your headliner? Yeah! Come on, people, let's focus. You ready for your headliner? Yeah! You guys are in for a real treat. Uh, actually, it's a privilege working with this guy again. Uh, I'm very proud to say that he and I both graduated from Florida State University. I went there uh, several years before he did, and I thought I had a good time. But when he went there, Rolling Stone voted him the number one party animal in the country. Not, not the school, him, fucking individually. This is nerves, 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 nerves. The second I hear the music, the nerves disappear. I don't know how it works like that. Like, I'm going to shit my pants and throw up right now. I feel like fucking sick to my stomach. Just say my fucking name. Come on, Bert Kreischer. Bert Kreischer. Bert Kreischer. Right, it cut from me on going on stage to me in underwear, folding laundry. Now I'm in the shower, drinking wine. Johnson. Where's that shot at? That's Portland. That's in Portland? 
That is the night I was drunk talking. Signing the shirt. This is a great shot, Jeff Johnson. Moving through the crowd. That's a great shot. That's me. Bert with his girls on his lap. This is actually for a teaser. That's a good shot. That's Chicago, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where did you get that oh, from? Put it up there. I remember the night he called us from FSU and said he was going to New York to learn comedy. We listened and we put the phone down and we said, oh, this is great. Thank God he's going to do something for a living. <laughs> And then we looked at each other, and Al said to me, do you think he's funny? I said, I don't know. I've never heard him tell a joke, necessarily. But Bert, within the context of his family, is just regular. He, I think he has better sense than to try to be funny around us. <laughs> Girls, a blowjob should be like a subpoena. Just a knock on the door. Knock, knock, knock. Are you Bert Kreischer? Yeah, I am. <laughs> like... Your guy should look confused, befuddled, aroused. What the fuck are you doing? And then you just hop up and go, you got served, and you leave. Temp graphics. Phoenix. Fucking absolute chaos. Burton is underwear again. Holy shit! I did not expect. I did not expect it to be. I t- forgot I talked to camera that much. Oh yeah. And I forgot. <laughs> I, well, I just was like, I was like, oh, I guess they'll just follow me around like a deer <laughs> that they're stalking. Like I forgot that ah, it's fucking great. That's great, and I forgot how fat I was. Oh my god, two forty five in in gay pool boy shorts. Yeah, that's we can't do any like pickup shots now because you're too thin. Ah, thank God. Thank God this <laughs> yeah. fucking doc is over. Holy shit. I'm fucking fascinated to see that. The best is my dad does not find me funny in the slightest. He has <laughs> well, never yeah, once found me funny. Having your parents in there is great. They say a lot of great stuff. Oh, they're fucking... Oh, I bet they do. They're fucking great. Yeah, I enjoyed uh, interviewing your parents. Uh, yeah, that was in Tampa. Yeah, that was in Tampa. That their, was the, I don't their... remember the butt cheek shot. Uh, I'm coming with you. We're going to wrap it up. We're at, we're at um, an, um, an hour 13... It's a great podcast. All right. Um, 
Uh, it was a, it's a good po- podcast uh, for anyone that's been following me through uh, Death Squad and through Rogan and, uh, and, and paid for the documentary. I was curious about the documentary. I'm so glad that I've been wanting to do this with you guys forever, especially since I started the podcast three weeks ago. The, um, but uh, is there anything else you want to add before we leave? No, just, uh, you know, be patient. We're working. We're always working on this. Um, it'll Hang be a lot us. of fun to see eventually. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I think we've surprised ourselves. The experience you just had, Bert, of watching it and not remembering it, I've had that same experience watching some footage. Jeff will show me a scene, and I'll be watching him like, I, I shot that. I can't believe yeah. I shot that. I, I kind of remember being there, but it looks like – and that's after he's gotten through all of my amateur hour shit where he's cut out all the clicking of the changing settings or whatever. But uh, So I, I made a lot of mistakes, but it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun to see how stuff actually turns out. So I, I think it's going to be fun for people to watch. I have a, a good time watching it because I barely remember shooting it. Um, it's surreal. It feels like a whole lifetime ago. Uh, but uh, now, Jeff Hinman, would you say the most surprising thing that came out of this documentary is Jeff Johnson's stand-up career? <laughs> you know what? That's that is an interesting little uh, tangent. I'm doing a set tonight, actually. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, yeah no. I'm doing so Jeff went on the road with me so much he was like, "Fuck it, I'm getting in this. Let I can me, do it. In, I can do it." Just a full disclosure. I had a started full disclosure. This path. Please incorporate you know his bombing in Portland in the fucking documentary. <laughs> I please I wasn't there. Yes, I I had started down this path before I ever got painful. (laughs) He goes up and he's like, "I got this pretty much figured out." I forget who was featured for me, and he was like, "But no, but you definitely went up." Andy Andy Woodall was there. Andy Woodall and Andy came up and he's he was so excited. He was like, "He's bombing." I was like, "Really?" He goes, "Yeah," and I was like, "Shut up!" And so I ran out too. Uh, that you was, know what? If I can say something about Jeff Johnson, is that fear does not stop him from doing anything. So he's he tried stand up. He's actually doing. I, I saw a set of his that was actually pretty good. Um, he's he's you know he's he's doing what he wants to do. That's great. Yeah, and maybe yeah, and maybe in fourteen years, you can have <laughs> two of your friends follow you around and make a documentary about you when you were overweight. Yeah, <laughs> when I'm overweight, like That's I'm not be the now. worst like part I'm of this documentary now. is I'm fat as shit for it. Like yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna look at it and go, oh, it's all right though. That's good. To, it's it's better than that than being thin and then being fat. I'd rather it be fat th- than thin. I'd rather be thin than fat, and everyone then that's put out there forever is I'm always thin, and then <laughs> oh, and then I'm fat. <sighs> All right, guys, I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Do you have a website or anything? No, no. All right, we're trying to finish a film. We don't have time to make websites. No. All right, finish the film, and then uh, and then we'll do a recap podcast in yes. like February when we're done. Yes, yeah, February, and we'll talk about it, and we'll do. Maybe we'll do like a screening and then have some people talk about it. I don't know. We'll do something. If people like this, if people are like, Bert, I like it better when you giggle nonsensically and burp and exhale. I'll be like, oh, all right. Last one of these. So weigh in. Weigh in. Vote now. Weigh in and vote now. Weigh in and vote now. Let us, this? let us know how you uh, how you enjoy this style of podcast. Do you like no, hearing No, no, no. Don't weigh in. Don't tell us, weigh tell in. us what you think. Tell us. I'm the only one that gets the tell fucking Bert. Tell Bert. Tell Bert what you think. You fucking wait till the movie. Tell Jeff Johnson what you think. <laughs>